This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, another Astros podcast. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Astros manager A.J. Hinch. Rough one yesterday to open up this series against the White Sox in Chicago. And you know, Dallas Keuchel obviously has been one of the better pitchers for the Astros the last few years and had a rough first inning. Then the second inning seemed like he found it, had a 1-2-3 inning, but then more of the same, unfortunately, in the third and the fourth. Yeah, you know, it wasn't a clean outing for Dallas. Um, you know, they made him throw good quality strikes. He had a hard time repeating those. Um, when he did get the ball in the strike zone, they put some pretty good swings on him and got some hits. They found some holes. There was uh, a couple of plays that would have been great plays had we made them that we didn't make. And uh, all of that combined, you know, ended up being a rough outing for Dallas. Alex Bregman helped get the Astros back in the game after the White Sox scored the three runs in the first inning. Bregman with the big three-run triple. I mean, nine straight games with an extra base hit. He certainly rewarded your faith putting him in the leadoff spot yesterday. Yeah, you know, I told him it was short-lived because when Springer comes back, it's you know he's going to go back down towards the bottom but um, he's been such a good hitter for us and being consistent in the strike zone he drew a couple walks he put a good base hit together that cleared the bases and and he's driving the ball with you know with ease on an everyday basis so good good offensive player at a time where we've needed it you got two scoreless innings from James Hoyt out of the bullpen and uh, probably uh, some of the the better uh, one of the better outings we've seen him have over the last couple of months. Yeah, I think he he had a little decompress for him when he went to the minor leagues and got to breathe a little bit and and not carry the burden of a couple of bad outings in the big leagues with him and came back with a little bit better velocity, a little bit more confidence, got through those two innings with relative ease and, and and did a nice job of being a bridge and giving us a chance at the end to make it interesting. Astros making a roster move today. You get George Springer back, coming back from the, the quad injury, and obviously that's welcome news. It is, and we're so excited to get him back. You know, it's it's been a little bit longer than we anticipated. We're very conservative with him. He's run exceptionally well. He's ready to play. He's going to be in the leadoff spot. There's a, there's a comfort in him leading the game off and, and really setting the tone for us. So uh, getting one of our core players back that can provide an immediate boost for us. And also makes your lineup decisions a little easier. We've seen you rotate a few different guys in the leadoff spot. Mentioned Bregman yesterday. We've seen Derek Fisher there quite a bit. But with with George there, you know you can just put him in that spot every day. Yeah, no, he's our guy, and and he's going to be at the top of the order, and it it slots everybody correctly and makes for a longer lineup. You put Springer at the top. Uh, I'm going to have one of our better hitters in Bregman down in the six or seven hole. I'm going to lengthen our lineup a little bit and and, and get back to the, the offensive production that we've enjoyed all year. Obviously, with someone returning, someone has to go down, and that winds up being Tyler White, uh, option down the, the AAA. And uh, was it just one of those things? Obviously, where you know there was a guy with options, somebody had to go down. Yeah, it's tough because Whitey's done a good job of of contributing since he's been here, and and the left side of the infield, um, you know, is is the bigger need right now with Bregman and Gonzo playing shortstop for the most part. Gonzo's going to play a little bit of outfield. I want to leave Yuli at first base, and that really leaves third base as a void right now while Carlos Correa is out. So um, J.D. Davis has, a, has a, a, a little better feel over there at third base, a lot more experience playing third. Uh, we'd like him to hit against some of these left-handed pitching and kind of get his feet wet. Um, and unfortunately for Tyler White, that means he has to go down and, and, and wait for another opportunity. Joe's starting to settle in as a relief pitcher. Feels like he can be more aggressive and try to throw harder not have to save any bullets he can just go out there and let it hang out 
Musgrove gets a new baseball. He'll rub it up. Now paces back onto the rubber. The 3-2. Breaking ball got him. There we go. Sweet justice for Joe Musgrove. One, two, three frame. We'll go to the stretch. The Astros lead it 14-7. I'm with Joe Musgrove out in the dugout before the second game of this series with the Chicago White Sox. Before batting practice, we're hanging out and uh, just talking a little bit about what what you look like on the mound uh, as a relief pitcher, Joe. Looks like you're just kind of airing it out. Yeah. It looks like you're finishing everything. You don't have to hold anything back as a reliever. Yeah, you know, that's... Uh... And that's kind of been good for me. I think it's kind of helped me get back to just the the nature of, you know, wanting to compete and have fun. You know, it's fun to come out and give them my best stuff, everything I have for, you know, an inning or three innings, whatever it is. But, you know, it's a little tougher to sustain that that type of energy on the mound and that effort level for six, seven innings. So, um, But I think mentally it's helped me get back to a good place of just going out and competing and trying to have fun and just be nasty. You know? Each time you go out there, you're starting to feel more confident. Yeah, yeah, definitely. My delivery feels much better the second half. Um, you know, so it's a lot easier always to have confidence and conviction behind a pitch when you when you feel good with your delivery, and then there's no other thoughts in your mind aside from attacking the hitter. Yeah. Tell a kid out there that's listening how tough it is to think about mechanics when you pitch. It, you know, there's so many things at this level that you know that are outside interferences that can get into you. So if you add you know mechanical stuff on top of it, it really complicates things. But you know, you just got to trust yourself. You know, everyone. You know, we work really hard up here to you know to get our deliveries and our swings and everything. You know, in, in that muscle memory form. So you got to just trust the work that you do. You know, in between your starts or in between your appearances or at bats. You know, just trust what you what you've done to work on up to that point, and then just. You know, let whatever happen happen. I was just thinking, is this the first time you've visited this ballpark? Yeah, first time here. What's the ballparks uh, that you haven't seen yet? Um, haven't been to Fenway, haven't been to Wrigley. Um, Colorado's one I've always wanted to check out. See the hype there. Uh, yeah, I've been to Dodger Stadium, never played there. Yeah. But, yeah, those are some of the bigger stadiums. Yeah, you got some Mark Yankee Stadium off my list this year, so yeah. that's pretty cool. What's been your favorite so far? What's your favorite venue to go to, just for the pitching aspect and the, and the vibe in the stadium? Um, I really like Toronto. Uh, the atmosphere is good there. You know, they got good fans, so it's always, you know, a full house. Uh, then the city's incredible. Great views, good food, nice people. But one of my favorites is Seattle. Everything about it, you know, I think the ballpark's really cool. Um, the layout, for, even from the bullpen to, you know, the seating around you, everything. And then the city itself is incredible. Love the water, all those little shops right there in the, in the market and everything. It's real cool. Hidden talent for you is dancing. You, you tap dance as a kid. You told me you still have some moves. Uh, you ever thought about doing something like a wedding crashers type of deal? Just go out there and just uh, I, I shine out on the dance floor and, <laughs> and then just see what happens? I'd love to, man. I've got to talk to Devo about that. Maybe we'll work that into a Joe and Devo episode <laughs> or something. <laughs> That'd you know? be a great idea. But, uh, no, I, I love dancing, and you'll have to catch me in the right mood. It's not all the time, but, yeah. you know, uh, you get me in the right setting in the right mood, I'll, I'll, let, it, I'll let it eat. There you go. It's smoking Joe Musgrove out of the pen. You're throwing 95-96 last night. Keep up the great work. This has been a production. And whoever in this crowd wasn't standing before, well, they're getting to their feet now. Of the Houston Astros. This place is rocking right now. Radio Network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best 
stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team.